Welcome to Casual Talk Radio Podcast found at casualtalkradio.net. My name is Leister, I'm your host. Thank you for dialing in today, whether you're an existing subscriber or a new listener. We welcome everybody. Got a couple things to get out of the way first, and then we're going to get right into our topic for today. Casualtalkradio.net. That's our website. Check it out for all of our different podcast episodes, past and present. We're constantly making updates. We're refining the website experience. If you have any feedback, we'd appreciate hearing it. You can hit the contact link at the top, fill out the form, come straight to us. You can also leave us a voice message if you want to leave your thoughts on audio, and it may be played on the air. Who knows? Let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Today's episode is going to be reasonably short, I believe. I want to give some internal information, and some of the internal is going to tie, actually, to my topic for today. Real fast, the uh, first endeavor continues. We're hitting crunch time now on our deployments, and this is like the last gate. So this is where the rubber meets the road, and hopefully everything works out fine. The pain is out for the week, so that helps. Uh, get him off my back. That's good. And, you know, I've had some kind of ups and downs, but I think the vast majority of people understand what I'm about and that I'm good for business. So it's going. Second endeavor then, they're starting to engage more. That's good. Um, there's one guy there that kind of irritates me, but I, I think he has the best of intentions. It's just, it's like, let the process go. You're kind of stepping over things. And some stuff is irrelevant and he kind of over talks and kind of takes over conversations and it gets a little bit annoying. And I understand it just, it's like, calm down. So it doesn't affect me directly. It's just, it's a uh, meetings get derailed when he starts talking, which I can't stand. Still a free check for me at this point. I mean, I have a task that I have to do for um, user group compares. That's really dull work, but it's important work. Turns out the security model is all jacked up. Didn't surprise me given that uh, my name still displays incorrectly in their system. So it's, I actually have something to do for a change. Now I want to talk really quick. I don't think this will be a long episode even, but I want to just talk about this whole fiasco. I was talking about getting out of Nevada and getting to another place. And I had a very interesting interaction with somebody online who is a, a property owner. And he was talking about the whole situation around renting. And that's what I want to talk about here today. So let's jump right to that. I pretty much kind of settled that I'm going to have to buy something, buy a condo, buy a townhome, buy a house. I don't want to. And you're wondering why it's because I feel like buying and owning is not what it used to be or what it should be with inflation and everything else. I don't think we're in kind of that market where your property can benefit you to a significant degree other than have a roof over your head. Now, I'm not trashing on buying a house. I bought a house before. It just, it was a very negative experience. This is true. But now I think it's a different time. I think it's harder on people. If you're already in, you're kind of in, you know, you got some fluff, but you're not in. Then you got to go through, you know, arguably two to three months of nonsense just to get this thing done. Because there's everybody got to get on board. Whoever owns the house now, you know, mortgage companies and escrow companies and insurance companies and, inspectors and it's this whole big fiasco of getting in there that's why i don't want to do it it's not because of not wanting to own a home i want to own a home but i don't like the process the process is jacked up has been for decades it's not going to get any better but renting is not acceptable and that's what i want to talk about because 
I've said before that these rental companies, it's a joke. They pretty much treat you like a child these days. And there was a back and forth going online and a property manager chimed in and he was, he was in response to what I had said, which was somebody had said, renting is the right answer now, not buying. And I said, no, renting is a scam because it is a scam these days. There was a time when it was about cash. As long as you had money, money talks, right? And today, right now, I have enough money that I could literally prepay any rental lease 12 months worth. If we think about why screening happens, let's say screening for a job, screening for a loan, screening for renting, screening for anything. The whole point about screening is you're trying to verify that you're going to get paid, or at least that's the way it used to be. So if you're trying to verify you're going to get paid, the best thing you can have is somebody who will come with pretty much cash. You've got up money up front. If you go to buy a car, as long as you can verify the funds and you can verify the source of the funds, for the most part, they'll leave you alone. You just have to deal with the paperwork and everything else, but you're not doing credit checks and reference checks and all the other garbage. It's cash. I buy it. Here it is. But for whatever reason, with renting, it doesn't work that way. And I don't know why, because when you talk about getting paid, if somebody's willing to pay you the whole lease term up front, no questions asked, there should not be a need for any screening. There should need really not be a need for an application other than to collect basic information about your tenant. Maybe you do a background check simply for safety reasons. Great. I'm talking about all the other screening that happens. A lot of these will force you to do references despite the fact you're prepaying for a year. It's like, no, I'm giving you a year's worth. References for what? You do references because you're afraid they're going to up and disappear. If I'm paying you up front, disappear from what? You got paid. You lose nothing for that year. When it comes time to renew, we negotiate again. Maybe I pay a whole 12 again. Maybe I only want to do six. Maybe I want to do month to month. Maybe I get out. If I'm doing month to month, I can understand doing references, doing all the checks because it's month to month. If I'm prepaying a year, to me, it makes no sense. But they still put you through it. So I consider that a scam because they're no longer caring about the money. They're just going through the process. Well, this property manager chimed in and he said that it has to do with the fact that the state doesn't let them evict deadbeats, which isn't true. You can evict deadbeats. You just got to be able to prove it. And you have to give them some due notice and fair. It has to be fair. What he said is, well, right now I can kick anybody out in five days. Okay, but that's kind of aggressive. And it still doesn't answer the question about getting money up front. And he actually agreed with the conceptually agreed with the idea that the screening process is stupid if you're getting prepaid. But what he said is that every single rental company, all they're doing is they're standardizing all these sets of steps for risk mitigation, and they don't they no longer want to do the one-offs they used to do, which is you used to find somebody and maybe they don't have the greatest situation. You know, maybe it's a kid, right? And they're going to college, they don't have credit yet or whatever, and the parents want to pay for their kid. And you know, yes, you can do the so-called co-signer guarantor. Maybe the kid wants to do it on their own. And as long as the cash is there in the old days, it didn't matter. They're gonna let you get that apartment because the cash is there. I can count multiple examples where all I have was cash in my hand and I was able to get a, an apartment, get some keys and then it changed. And then all of a sudden it's screening has to be there despite the fact they don't really need it. And that's kind of been my heartburn with this whole process. I've got cash for days. I don't feel inclined to do the screening. 
You might seem it a sense of entitlement. It's not. It's I have the cash up front. There's no reason to screen me because I'm not, it doesn't matter what my credit is. It doesn't matter about references. None of that matters because they're getting paid up front for a year. There's no risk. The risk is zero. You're getting paid up front. So it's the fact that I'm paying up front where I have this issue, right? So this property manager, he actually agreed. Conceptually, it should be back to the world where we can make those kinds of deals, but so many property managers have kind of derailed and gone off and they don't go on to do what, what I believe personally is necessary. As a result, this basically forces me to consider buying a home, which I don't, again, I don't mind doing it, but it's not what I wanted to do right now for a number of different reasons. And now I have to kind of play it by ear, see what's going on, see what's going to happen and deal with it. Well, I reached out to a couple of places. I actually found a, a nice rental that's in a state where they can't deny you for the screening. They have to consider you. And if you come with cash, they got to consider you. And this, she totally didn't listen to what I said, which is send me an email. We can schedule a phone call and go from there. Sends me an email saying your call number is disconnected. Yes. Cause I gave you a bogus number. Cause I told you email first, let's schedule to get on because I work for a living as everybody else does. Emails back, wants to get my email address, doesn't, it's already on the submission. It doesn't really matter. Then says, well, what are you trying to rent? What's the property? Even though the property's right in the subject line of the message that she sent. Like in this case, you just convinced me I don't even want to move to your state. I would have considered it because at least it doesn't have the discrimination that's inherent in every other state. So now I'm pushed back. Okay, I should just buy because I can't, all of this is stupid. There should be a motivation to take my money. As, as weird as it sounds, there simply isn't a motivation to take my money. It's like, why don't you want to take my money? My money is being offered to you. What is the problem with just taking my money? And I've kind of, I'm kind of done fighting it. I don't know who else out there listening to me has, is in the position of needing to make the decision. I'd love to hear from you. Casualtalkradio.net, fill out the form of deciding buy versus rent. All I can say is, given the demographic that listens to the show, there was a time when it was much easier for that decision to be made. It was pretty simple, pretty darn simple. It really boiled down to the money you had. At the end of the day, if you got the money, you bought something because you knew that it'd be an appreciating asset. If you didn't really have the money or you were uncertain about the constancy of the money, you would consider renting in the short term while you built up and you would try to get something in terms of renting where you could accumulate, right? Well, I make enough where I can accumulate if I rent, but I can't find a place to take my money for renting. So now I'm forced to buy when I'm not really motivated to buy yet because I know that it's not going to appreciate to a significant degree. The place that I'm considering, it's certainly not going to appreciate to a significant degree. It's out in the middle. I wouldn't say in the middle of nowhere, but it's certainly not in urban. I cannot live in an urban place. It's got to be a place that welcomes cars and a place that has lawns and all that stuff. But it's a really good price thing. I can easily pay the 20% down. Like it's a really nice deal. deal. And it puts me where the uh, the one client that cares puts me where they need me to be. So I can kind of check that off. I'll be out of Nevada. Everything doesn't up and up. All I'm asking is, hey, look, you know, just work with me here. I can't get that done. So then let's flip a little bit around this conversation of not taking my money. So then I was debating whether I do the buy a home or buy a car because that's a different problem. And I went shopping on a car, found a car, 
decent car. I could easily pay it off. You know, I could pay half of it right now or even more if I wanted, but I would say half of it. I could pay half of it right now, have it paid off in a month or two. And once again, it's the same garbage. They put you the same hoops and it's a screen of the, and it's a eight step application, just garbage. Instead of a simple transaction, that says, I'm going to give you half of it up front. You reserve it for a month. Okay. In my name, but I'll give you half up front. Once you get the payment up front, I'll make a couple payments. Then we're good to go. Let's just, let's just work it off the books and make it simple. Collect my name, collect the date, basic information you need to register it, et cetera, it's going to be paid off in two or three months. I can prove it showing you the bank account that has the total amount of the car sitting there ready to go. Can't even do that. They have to go through the full screening, do the whole process because they're stuck in a groove of just doing everything, everything, even though the cash is there. Goes to my point of it. We used to be in a time when it didn't matter. Now, if I were paying the car off, I'm sure they wouldn't care. I don't want to pay the car off because I plan to buy a home. My point is that this whole garbage with renting and their discrimination of a sort then derails my plans to get the car that I would want because if I could just simply get into a rental, okay, you pay, let's say, $2,000 as a deposit. First month, let's say it's $1,500 to $2,000, and if that seems high to you, that's about the going rate for rent. So let's say I do $5,000 up front. Even if I paid $5,000 to get this apartment, get it all reserved, ready to go, I still have enough money that I could pay that car off cash and then not have a car payment, drive up there to where I need to go, get my stuff out of here, drive up there and be done. And then I'm getting checks every week, as I talk about, that would replenish it quick. But I can't navigate the waters of the rental situation. So if you're out there and you have been tussling with the decision of buy versus rent yourself, I really would like to hear from you. Casualtalkradio.net, fill out the form. All I can tell you from my perspective is that renting is a scam and I'll maintain renting is a scam. I actually think buying a house could be a scam depending on the program. And that's a shame because we shouldn't be in a situation where it's actually harder for people to get living like a place to live. That's, that's what we're talking about here to the point. I debated getting an RV. I'm probably not going to get an RV. I'm saying I, I debated it for a hot minute. So in summary, I think that the renting situation is terrible in this country, at least. I think the buying situation is terrible in this country. I think we're in a tough spot, and I don't know where we go. I don't know if we'll get any better. In fact, I doubt we'll get any better because the current people in the government don't really, really fix the problem. Now, I've said it before. I want to get out of the place I'm at, so it's not about the local state at all. It's about getting to a different state that has a little bit of flexibility in we want people to be in homes. We don't want people to be homeless. We don't want people to have to spend months trying to get somebody to take their money. We want it. You you must take the applicant if they got cash. Like, that's what I want. And we're not there. Given this, I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Allergies are kicking my tail. And hopefully, I can get this uh, joker to call me back about this house because I'm ready to buy right away. And then I got to figure out how to get the heck up there. That's all we've got here today on Casual Talk Radio, Gentleman's World. Hopefully, it's been informational, educational, and helpful for you. We upload every Monday and Wednesday, so we'll be back for our next episode. Whether you're a subscriber or not, we appreciate you for dialing in today. We know you've got choices. We will be turning back on our guest cadence. We are doing the screening process that's coming very soon. 
Keep up to date with what we're doing at casualtalkradio.net. You can also subscribe at the bottom to get alerts whenever there's a new episode posted, or you can add it to your platform of choice. For now, take care, and I will see you on our next upload.